1: Welcome back to the Woman Warriors Podcast. I appreciate your tuning in and listening and subscribing. So I am grateful to all of you listeners for being a part of this experience with me because it has been so meaningful to hear from you, to um, hear your suggestions and to get the feedback. Today, my guest is Linda Rosak burton she is the founder and president of DRW Incorporated. Her company supports the development of leaders and teams to overcome conflict, gain control of overwhelming pressures and daily challenges, thus leading to greater productivity, satisfaction, and success. As an executive and team coach, Linda combines best practices in leadership development based on the latest research in positive psychology Contemporary Neuroscience, and Performance Coaching. She supports various research initiatives related to employee engagement and building a healthy and positive work environment. Most recently, she completed a gratitude intervention study with staff in a senior living community, resulting in increased employee engagement and greater meaningfulness in work. Linda is the author of Gratitude Heals, a journal for inspiration and guidance. She serves on multiple boards and committees, including the Maryland Governor's Wellmobile Advisory Board and the Cool Kids Campaign. Linda is a credentialed executive coach through the International Coach Federation and a certified brain-based coach through the Neuro Leadership Institute licensed positive psychology instructor and a member of the Institute of Coaching at McLean Hospital, which is a Harvard Medical School affiliate. Linda and I are going to be talking about the practice of gratitude, how it can help rewire your brain, and about her journal, Gratitude Heals. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the Woman Warriors podcast.
0: Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, If you don't mind, before we get into this wonderful topic about gratitude, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about yourself and what has inspired you to do the work that you do.
0: Yeah, thank you. I'd be happy to. I have um, a very research-based coaching practice And um, we really look at the last two decades of research in positive psychology, contemporary neuroscience, and um, even more so now in gratitude. Mm. And so what's inspiring to me when we frame it from a strength-based approach, which is what positive psychology um, really is defined as, that I'm working with individuals and teams and leaders to be at their best, so we always start with a conversation about their strengths when they're at their best, versus starting out with where they're weak mm. and from there. Because we'll never really achieve our greatest potential if all we do is is look at what we're not good at and completely uh, inhibit the um, the gifts that we have that have been given to us. So the, my um, personal practice of positive psychology and the what they consider the character strength mm-hmm. of gratitude really started me on my own journey of practicing gratitude in a very sustainable way. I, I never thought I was an ungrateful person, but never really paid the attention to it that I think a really healthy practice is able to provide to us. Mm -hmm. So not only does my work with individuals inspire me, the research and the impact it's had on my life uh, is inspiring and um, welcome this opportunity to share this with your listeners.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting um, you talking about the strength-based perspective and focusing what you're already good at but we're so good at looking at what we're not good at that sometimes we forget to pay attention to the,
0: the more positive parts of life,
1: but also of ourselves.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, think about what's all around us every day Mm -hmm. Um, that there is negativity and we are hardwired to look for problems. We're actually great at at solving problems Mm -hmm. when it's, when we cultivate only those negative experiences, we get more negative experiences. We get more of what we pay attention to. Yeah. And um, so it's helpful to, I think, also frame this conversation around the definition of gratitude, which is an affirmation of what is good in our life and a recognition of the goodness that's outside of ourselves. Mm. And so... It is all around us. Everyone is capable of feeling grateful, being in a state of gratitude. But there are lots of disruptions. There is lots of um, lots of ruminating, if you will, on oh, what's yeah. working well. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of we we bypass the um, that awareness of really what really is good in our life and and in our surrounding environment.
1: Absolutely. Well, and um, also you talked about your own practice of creating more, you know, of being mindful of the things you're grateful for. And I think there's so, I was just talking to a client yesterday about, you know, mindfulness, being present, being present with what we're grateful for, it's not something we're hardwired to do, that we do have to practice this to bring it into our lives in a, in a meaningful way. And then the lasting, like you said, sustainable way.
0: Yes, absolutely. You know, it's, it's not just a parting, thank you for your time type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It really is a, a very mindful Uh, approach to the positive emotions that we feel what what kindness has someone shown us recently Mm -hmm. and so it's it is the practice it's the true definition of practicing something until it becomes a routine a habit right and um, it's a normal way of looking at our world because the normal way of looking at our world from our hardwiring perspective, is that we are looking for how do we survive? Mm-hmm. Back to you know, there's no more saber-toothed tigers, but there still are threats and um, and fears that we combat all the time, every day.
1: Well, and the sort of every day of living have become our new fears that feel, I mean, we react bio- biologically the same way as if it was a saber-toothed tiger, but this is just yes. everyday living.
0: Absolutely. right. So, so, yeah. So how can
1: gratitude, like, as you said, that we do get stuck in this sort of ruminating, worrying, anxious state because of everyday living. So how can a gratitude practice help with that?
0: I, can I start with a quote? Absolutely. Uh, there's a, uh, <clears throat> a gentleman by the name of Rick Hansen who is a neuroscientist. and I just watched a TED Talk from him yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's amazing. His quote is, Our brain takes the shape the mind rests upon. If we rest our brain on worry, sadness, annoyance, and irritability – our brain will take on the shape neurally of anxiety, depression, and anger. Mm. And so we get, get, we pay, what we pay attention to, we get more of. Mm-hmm. And if we're focused on what we're worried about, what we're worried too much about, of, of the, something bad happening or having a negative outcome we wire and rewire and rewire our brains so that we find ourselves only processing negative information mm-hmm. and that's what the essence of his quote is is that that's you know we we can grow new neuro pathways in our brain we used to think that was impossible right yeah but neuroplasticity tells us that in fact we can change the way we view the world. The way we think determines how we feel and the way we feel determines how we behave, how we interact with our environment. Mm -hmm. So it's this cultivation of positive experiences that is at the essence of practicing gratitude. At least it is for me Mm. because it allows us to have it puts us in a positive mindset. Yeah, you know, there's um, there's studies done out of um, the Heart Heart Math Institute
1: mm-hmm. where
0: they looked at um, heart rate variability, mm-hmm. and so they looked at people that were in an an anxious, agitated state versus someone that was in a, an appreciative state. And in the anxious state, the heart rate variability was very jagged, very irregular. Hmm. When someone was in this state of appreciation or, or state of gratitude, the variability was very smooth and even. So the biological um, reaction is is now something that we can visually see when we look at our heart. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. So our whole biology is impacted by whether we're in a constant worrying state or working on practicing more gratitude and present-mindedness. Right.
0: Yeah. And there's great research out there that that shows that when we practice gratitude, and there are multiple ways of doing that, Mm -hmm. that we do improve our overall health and well-being so we, are, we have higher levels of positive emotions because we're paying close attention to that. We have greater life satisfaction. There's more optimism in the way we think. Uh, lower levels of depression and stress. It even um, shows that we sleep better. Mm. Um, mental health, you know, one of the, the, the number one contributor to resilience after 9-11 was gratitude. Wow. Isn't that an amazing study? That's Which makes amazing. sense, but when we're in this moment of trauma or um, at the height of burnout, sometimes we feel that we just can't get to that space where we're looking at what's what could be good, right? When everything feels like it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was really what helped me personally. Get through a period of grief that uh, really, I think there were addictive, um, there was addictiveness to how I was only focused on the grief and the loss. I lost my sister to breast cancer Mm -hmm. just before she turned 41, and then several years later, my mother and father passed away. And so I was in this down, definite downward spiral where I would journal but the journal was about what was missed what was lost the how unfair etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: yeah the pain the yeah, yeah yeah
0: and and my aha moment really came from the, the interception of my coaching practice and the research on gratitude into my own personal practice where i i I physically felt this shift as I look back at those old journal entries. And then I had rewired my brain or created neural pathways that gave me a higher level of awareness for mm-hmm. gratitude. Uh, it was, it was an epiphany. Mm. It was an epiphany. So I felt it and what better way to kind of bring this work to the world by also knowing that I've experienced what, what the studies show and what the research show. So a very personal wake-up call for me, but one that um, really has shifted my entire life.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I have said this time and again on the podcast that I feel like the people who are truly passionate about the work that they do in the helping fields have experienced and mm. transformed through whatever form of healing they're teaching or working with or whatever. Yeah. So that they know that this is important work and that it works. Yes. So yes. I I can just imagine myself, like I, I work on on a gratitude practice and probably not in as um, a structured way, you know, as your journal, which we'll talk about in a minute. But When I do take a moment to feel grateful for even just like taking a walk and feeling the sun on my skin or something nice someone did for me or whatever it might be, like I can feel it. Not only does it alter my mood, but I can feel that grateful feeling like physically in my body.
0: Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And, and and we're blessed to have some really good neurochemicals that are released in our bloodstream when we are expressing gratitude or receiving it or even observing it. Um, and one of them is dopamine. Yes, and that that's a feel good um, chemical. And we I often tell the story about uh, to experience dopamine outside of a state of gratitude is why it's so hard to not text and drive because hmm. when we hear that chime off of our phone that someone has texted us mm-hmm. we actually get a shot of dopamine oh somebody somebody's connecting with me <laughs> I have a message and so it's so hard to not respond it's so hard to put that phone down and um, because that dopamine is being released and once it's released, we want more. It feels so good, we want more. But what I think when you're talking about walking and being out in nature or, or, or being in that state of gratitude, you are feeling the effects of dopamine and also serotonin. So think antidepressant, right? Yeah. It, it motivates us. It helps us accomplish goals. And it, the good news is that it blocks the stress hormone cortisol. Wow, and that's the beautiful thing about how our brain works. We cannot be grateful and angry at the same time.
1: Oh, that's so we funny. We can't
0: feel love and envy at the same time. Our brain is just not wired that way. And so that's where the cultivation comes um, into view. How do we, how do we create these opportunities? What is the practice that works well for an individual to be able to? reframe or reappraise a worry or you know when we feel ourselves kind of you know the anxiety is building our, our shoulders are going up to our ears right mm-hmm. How do we take that early recognition and and do an if-then so if I'm feeling this way then I will step outside for a moment or I will sit back in my chair and take a couple of deep breaths, or I will actually write down or think about one thing that I have to be grateful for. And so the earlier we do this in the worrying before we really get into that rumination, the earlier we do it, the better we are at beginning to create that habit of building gratitude into our thinking process.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because I try to reframe anxiety uh, for clients as like this is your or- early warning system that there is something happening that you're worried about, stressed about. There's some feeling that's coming up for you, so maybe say thank you, gratitude for show. I mean, thank you, anxiety <laughs> for showing it up. I love it. You're letting me know that there's something I need to pay attention to right now. Perfect.
0: Yes. That's great. That is really <laughs> great. You, you know, w- that really brings me back to um, some of the things that we do know about our brain. It hardwires everything. Mm-hmm. And so the, our hardwiring drives our automatic perception. So if I'm going to walk into a room, my automatic perception might be, Why am I here? People think I know what I know, but I don't really know (laughs) what's what's going to be expected of me. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I shouldn't. It's so, well, it's practically impossible to deconstruct our wiring. Mm. It's much easier to create new wiring, that neuroplasticity. And so, when we think about overcoming stress or deal, coping with stress and anxiety, it's, it's that building of those pathways, creating that new wiring that gives us um, a, a better way of coping. Yeah. One of yeah. one way. I mean, there are, you know, mindfulness is another way, but gratitude is certainly um, showing to be a, a very important emotion or a way of thinking
1: Well, and you have to be mindful to be grateful, right?
0: Yes, I think so, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So to me, they're all sort of connected. The mindfulness, the gratitude, the self-compassion. It's like we have to be aware of what's happening for ourselves in order to be conscious enough to create that new neural pathway and do things differently,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Right, right, and and to um, really to, to to make adjustments and to creating a different emotion. Yes. So under stress, we've got certain emotions. When we when we practice making that that shift, then we really are we have better mo- emotional regulation, which is you know a term that. Yeah, exactly what it says. We're able to regulate the emotions. Our emotions aren't controlling us. We're we're more in control with where we're going with our thoughts.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can take care of ourselves when those emotions show up. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Very much so.
1: So, tell us a little bit about your book. But before you do, I just want to uh, read a, a little quote um, from your book that you are describing, you know, why this is important, but it's also a little bit about the neuroscience. And you said, uh, you say, uh, perhaps you've heard the statement neurons that fire together, wire together, (laughs) the stronger our gratitude circuitry becomes, the more hopeful we become, the better equipped we are to cope, heal and re-energize ourselves. So that's pretty
0: freaking amazing, right? Yeah. Mm. Yes, and um, you know when you, there are skeptics out there that don't feel that um, they should talk or they should express or or share gratitude because it's too soft. Mm. So again, if I had not had my personal experience um, to work through grief. I would read a sentence like that and think, yeah, okay. (laughs) What (laughs) crystals do you have? (laughs) This is a little too woo-woo for me. (laughs) Uh, And that's really where I I end up going deep into the research and um, recognizing what we have discovered and what my, I, I discovered on my own and what I am seeing in my own work. So I recently finished a gratitude intervention with caregivers mm, and wow. they, th- it's a very, very tough um, profession. To, oh my to, gosh. Whether you're nursing or physicians or support staff and, and what you know, there was what's that saying? When the when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I, mm. I think that this the staff that I was working with were um, really ready to listen to some of the research in, in in a very adaptable way, and we ended up doing pre and post assessments, Elizabeth, and the employee engagement was at a low of 40 percent and we ended up at 82 percent. Wow. In engagement. So um, it works and it it's only by experiencing it that we find that there is a healing impact, that there we can be more aware of the positive emotions that we're feeling versus What went wrong that day, and who said something to us that we didn't appreciate? And Hmm. uh, you know, Barbara Fredrickson, out of University of uh, North Carolina, has done a lot of research on positive emotions, and she's identified that we actually experience more positive emotions in a given day than negative. Hmm. However, (laughs) I was going to
1: say sometimes
0: it doesn't feel like that (laughs) because the negative emotions. Those, that cortisol that we get from being stressed out or anxious, that's in our bloodstream for 24 hours. Wow. So if we were stressed yesterday at work, we came in this morning and that cortisol is still there. If we pile more stress on top of that, well then eventually we know we're going to have some sort of cardiac um, Uh, event. Event. Yes. Right. It's not, it's not very healthy for our cardiovascular system. Right Now, so if we are more aware of positive emotions, then we are getting some of those more positive neurochemicals like dopamine and serotonin. Uh, the unfortunate news with that is that they, we burn through them very quickly. They don't stay in our bloodstream very well. Oh. oh, interesting. Yeah. So Fredrickson says, let's build and broaden our awareness of the positive emotions that we actually do experience. And that can, be, um, that can be a really good practice in gratitude as well is to reflect on a positive emotion that you experienced and that reflection is a practice. There, there's also then a, a practice of expressing that to whoever supported you that day or did something kind for you that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where maybe a, a note comes in, or maybe it's you're writing about it in your journal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it is. It really, it I think cultivation is one of the best ways that I can describe a gratitude practice. It's how do we cultivate what we do have in our lives, and how do we cultivate? You know, how do we till that soil every day, mm-hmm. or or every? once a week or so that um, it becomes a habit of how we think.
1: Yeah. Well, I liked your suggestion in the book of, you know, that if if writing doesn't feel comfortable for you, you know, sitting down and writing in a journal, like draw something or, you know, imagine that person or that thing that you're grateful for, like picture it in your mind, like give yourself Opportunities to mm-hmm. cultivate it in lots of different ways.
0: Absolutely, yeah. One size doesn't fit all. Yeah. Um, but it, there, there, there is. Uh, I started to get into a little bit of the research on visual journaling, which is to paint or to just visualize something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are there are many ways to approach this, and I do have I do have clients that will tell me I I, I I've tried to journal, I just can't do it, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. This is not to beat ourselves up uh for something that we think we should be doing in terms of practicing gratitude it's It's gotta feel right, yeah, I agree,
1: right? yeah yeah, but your journal, so talk to us a little bit about that and and like really what what drove you to create this gratitude heals this journal for inspiration and guidance
0: yeah, well um I felt that what I was hearing was um, a a gap in knowledge about uh, gratitude. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people's going to think it's woo-woo or it's saying thank you or... You know, gratitude isn't a competitive sport. It's not about being indebted to somebody. And so I really wanted to take the research in positive psychology and neuroscience and gratitude and put it in a way that it makes sense to the reader. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to the journal section of the book, that we have a really solid foundation about how to practice um, the the art of journaling or the art of really recognizing what's good in our lives. And so I, I always talk of thing, three things that are maybe four things that are very important when we are trying to get the biggest benefit out of practicing gratitude. And one is to have that mindfulness, to recognize what person or experience or behavior was very meaningful to us. Mm-hmm. Gratitude has to tap into our, our values. And then once we've identified what we are, uh, are more aware of, uh, how to, to very specifically describe why we're grateful for it. So thank you for helping me take care of Mr. So-and-so. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but it's not as powerful as saying, thank you so much for taking care of Mr. Smith. I was trying to stay focused on giving meds and I knew that he needed support and you stopped what you were doing and put your focus on him, took care of him. And I was able to complete my medication rounds um, in a timely fashion. Everybody got their medicine at the right time. Mm. And, and then how did that benefit me, right? So I was able to get my meds delivered on time, okay. so it's what's the what are we recognizing? how is it meaningful? What did that person do mm-hmm. in order to to support me um and how I benefited so it journaling is um it takes practice yeah. even even if we're not journaling but we're actually. Uh, it's what they call interpersonal reflection. Where you're not writing it, you're just reflecting on s- something that something good that happened to you. To actually go through that specificity mm-hmm. uh, uh, in describing what we're grateful for, how we benefited. Did somebody do something? Did they sacrifice something? Did they go out of their way mm-hmm. in order to support us? Yeah, and it becomes second nature. It, it just you know i don't i you know try practicing at writing a thank you note and hitting all of those highlights right yeah that's a that is a meaningful note that somebody will read um and probably want to hold on or post on their bulletin board or yeah uh, close by so they can look at it from time to time mm well and
1: I I think the interesting thing about gratitude, which you were just touching on, is that it's good for the receiver, but who you're giving the gratitude to, that's good for them too.
0: Yes. You're so right. And I just read some research the other day that um, they had individuals write a letter of gratitude, which, which happens to be one of the most meaningful ways. And there is a template in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, for gratitude letter. It's one of the more meaningful ways to practice gratitude. And in this study, the people that wrote the letter underestimated how meaningful it would be to the reader, to the receiver. Hmm. Um, And they, you know, there was almost a thought of that, you know, this is kind of silly. This isn't going to make any difference. But then when they spoke to the person that received the letter um. it it was very revealing how meaningful it was, how it made them feel. Um, And, you know, we've got those mirror neurons, right? So we can mirror the energy that we're giving to each other. And so in in some of the studies for employee engagement, if an employee sees another employee um, expressing gratitude or receiving gratitude, even that observation helps to give us some elevation, gives us wow. that boost that we get from, wow. uh, from the good feelings that come from gratitude. That's amazing. Yeah,
1: I remember uh, in grad school, which for me wasn't that long ago because I'm a late bloomer, but um, we took a, I took a positive psychology class and one of the exercises was to write a letter of gratitude To someone you know that was important to you, Mm -hmm. and then not just write it, but you had to share it with them, and then kind of record what that was experience, what the experience was like for yourself. And I wrote one to my sister, and I remember she's on the West Coast, so I had to call her. I couldn't do it face to face, but like. We both ended up like we were both crying because it was very, it was so meaningful to both of us, and it opened up opportunities to talk about other things. But it was surprisingly moving.
0: Mm. It is. It it, it is an amazing experience. If any of your listeners um, have a chance to do that,
1: yeah, yeah, um, I
0: think that they will find that just as amazing. And, and as I say in the book, even if the individual is no longer alive, yeah. to read it to someone who really knows you well, or maybe knew that person as well as you did. Mm. And we get some of that same benefits from that as well. Nice.
1: And so you have, you there is uh, a piece on writing a letter of gratitude in your book, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So how do, how do people find your book? Or how do they find you? Well, thank you. They um, it is for sale on Amazon. Nice. And all you need to do is is type in "Gratitude Heals: A Journal for Inspiration and Guidance," or my name, Linda Rosak Burton. Um, I also have a website, which is drwcoaching.com. Nice. Okay. And, and drw uh, Elizabeth; those were my sister's initials. Oh, nice. So I keep her. Uh, I keep her with me constantly.
1: That's lovely.
0: Yeah, and so um, on that, on my website, there's um, a lot of resources and um, some of the research available for people that are interested. And you can also link to the book from the website as well.
1: Nice, nice. And uh, I know you, uh, within the book too, you have some resources on um, positive psychology. Yep.
0: Information. There are web, websites and websites. books that yeah. are just very helpful. You might you might look at something and, and want to go deeper into maybe some of the work on positive psychology or um, some of the work on on gratitude. And so those resources are there for you to d- dig deeper into some of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and books that I have found very very helpful. Um, to support the practice. And so that I hope that they are helpful to the readers as well. Awesome.
1: Well, Linda, I just want to say thank you so much for one, sharing your personal experience, but also just giving us more information about why a great gratitude practice is so important.
0: Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. I, I am grateful Hmm. Um, to have the opportunity to to speak with you today and and hopefully share this information with your listeners and um and have them leaning forward uh, into using this as a coping mechanism and and helping them with their stress and and worries and anxiety.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again.
0: Very good. Thank you.
1: Well, thanks for listening to my interview with Linda. I really so appreciate when my guests are willing to share some of their personal stories and how they've created meaning out of those stories in positive ways, and then sharing their expertise with us around their specialties. So learning more about the practice of gratitude and how it can change and rewire your brain and create new neural pathways, but also the neuroscience around dopamine and the positive feel-good chemicals and why gratitude helps create more of those. So I hope you all have a terrific week practicing gratitude, bringing more gratefulness into your life getting those new neural pathways started, get the dopamine and serotonin flowing. I will include in the show notes links to Linda's book as well as other resources we mentioned in the podcast. Have a wonderful week. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior.
0: Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this
1: episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests'
0: profiles at womanwarriors.com.